estate. It is changing. And today on episode number 264 of CXO Talk, we are speaking with Nick Bailey, who is the CEO of Century 21. Hey, Nick, how are you? And thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Thanks, Michael. Glad to be here. Appreciate it. So, Nick, uh, tell us about Century 21. An iconic brand uh, around the globe. This is an organization that has been a world leader in real estate, uh, spanning nearly 80 countries, uh, nearly 7,500 locations, and 115,000 sales professionals worldwide that are helping buyers and sellers every single day. Uh, this is an organization that's over its 46 years in existence that has grown to know the best brand between buyers and sellers on the entire planet. <laughs> I like the question. Yeah, what do I do? Uh, well, first and foremost, as a leader in the real estate franchising organization uh, within the industry, it's all about helping entrepreneurs grow their business. And that comes in two ways. One is we help individuals that want to start their own real estate business and their own office. And that's about attracting real estate professionals. And so my main job is to help those entrepreneurs grow their business. And then the second part of my job is to help real estate professionals um, capture buyers and sellers and help them uh, with the all-American dream of owning real estate. Now, real estate is undergoing tremendous change. And maybe you can set the stage for us by describing what's going on in the market that's, that's shaping real estate today. There is a lot of talk about what's changing in real estate. And I think it comes down to one thing, which is we are in a consumer driven movement. And what I mean by that, it's not just specific to real estate, but it's also just how consumers are engaging with products and services. And we can point to many companies that have been at the forefront of this movement, companies like Amazon, like Netflix, like Uber, and via the mediums of technology, uh, consumers are able to make things easier, faster, or take anxiety out of the process. And so how that translates to real estate today is the home search process is very popular. People jump online, they jump on their mobile device, uh, looking for property, uh, dreaming about property in certain vacation areas, and they get very involved. Real estate is a hot topic. Look at television shows about remodeling your home, or should I stay in it, or buy something else. It's just something that's become at the forefront of consumers and excitement. With that, though, comes a great deal of opportunity, which is if anyone's bought or sold real estate lately, they know that the home search part of it can be fun and exciting. But as soon as you go into the next steps of the home shopping and going into actually purchasing a property, the process of how you go from purchasing that property to moving into it has a lot of room to be improved. And unfortunately, you ask many people that have bought a home recently uh, if they'd like to do it again soon, and generally they say no, because the, the process to get there uh, is, is so complex. And that's where having a real estate professional to help with that process is crucial. But I saw a recent study that said there are, on average, 181 steps from the time you start looking for, to, for a property to moving in. That creates a lot of complexity. And so we have to help solve for that. Consumers are demanding better experiences with lower levels of anxiety. And we have the opportunity as an organization and, and as a brand to help make that process better. 
So the uh, consumer experience dimension is, can we say, is that your special sauce or is that your focus or how would you characterize that? Well, as you mentioned, with a lot of change that's going on in the industry, um, from what does home search mean and how do consumers engage with their real estate professional and how do all those components come together? Here's what I know. One, the real estate professional is still the most important part of a real estate transaction for someone wanting to buy or sell. There is no level of data or analytics that can do the job of what a knowledgeable professional can do to help someone make what is generally the biggest financial decision of their life. And it's still very emotional. If you look at all the data and analytics behind um, price appreciation and comparables within a neighborhood, still you walk into a home and it's a very emotional process of, do I want to live here? Do I want to raise my family here? And here's where the memories and the holidays take place. And so there's a balance between that emotional need and then the financial analytical side. And so when we look at it as an organization, we have to balance both of them, which we're dealing at Century 21 with entrepreneurs that want to build their business and help people buy and sell. And we're also dealing with consumers that are buying and selling and saying, I am demanding a better process. And so we have to, as leaders, be able to bring those two constituents together to create a better result for both. Popularly, this notion of data and just being able to cut out the middleman seems to be very important. So, so where, where does that fit into the scheme of things? Let's start by this. Um, when you talk about cutting out the middleman, I'm going to I'm going to translate that as maybe thinking cutting out the agent, if that's a fair assessment. And you'll look uh, just two weeks ago, um, there was data released that for sale by owners are at the lowest level that they've ever been in history. They keep declining. And the question is why? And one is because the the transaction continues to get complex, more complex than it ever has been. And you look at what's happened with financing. I mean, we're approaching the 10-year anniversary of the decline uh, that we started to see in 2007. As a result of that, financing uh, created more regulation and more complexity for the average home buyer, and they need someone to help navigate it. So it's not just about data. It's about knowing how to go into the property, what's happening with the neighborhood, an agent knowing that, for example, uh, the city council just approved that there are train tracks that are next year going to be going through the backyard. There's that community type of knowledge that a certain level of data will never be able to provide to someone that's making a huge, huge investment. And so here's where data can be really good, though, is in the education process. So especially for first-time homebuyers, you look at uh, 47% of, of transactions last year were done by first-time homebuyers, and of that, 53% of them were under the age of 35. They are using online data and analytics to help educate themselves on what they should be looking for in the process. But once you go into the actual process of buying, there are so many areas where the transaction can go wrong, from financing, the appraisal, the inspection, all those negotiation pieces that have nothing to do with data, but have everything to do with getting to the closing table. So the issue then is, from your perspective, is the, the appropriate use of that data, knowing where to plug that data into the process, that complicated process you were describing, and simplifying the process with that data, I suppose. Yeah, and I would say there are two things from that comment. One is here's where data can be so useful. Um, like I mentioned, the education process and the home search process. Where do I want to live? Where does my family need to be? What's happening in the neighborhood with um, pricing on homes? Are the values going up? Are they going down? Are they staying the same? And 
creating that level of data of empowering people to be able to see what's on the market, see what's not on the market and do their homework on certain neighborhoods. I'm doing this myself right now. I happen to be going through a relocation. And so I'm using a, an immense amount of data in looking at neighborhoods and comparables and properties uh, to find exactly the right area. And at the same time, when I visit the area that I'm looking to move, my agent is so critical of how he's helping create lifestyle for my family. Uh, my wife is a huge outdoor enthusiast and I have young children and so schools and sports and community is really important and the data doesn't show that. So that's where I think that you can, you can couple data in your home search process for what house, what neighborhood, what's right for the financial side of it, what do I qualify for? And then you combine that with the community knowledge of a professional to figure out lifestyle of where you wanna live. So the role of the professional then is to help aggregate that data, but combine it with an understanding of your emotion and psychological uh, needs, family needs, and so forth. That's right. They have to know the needs. I'll give you a great example. When I called and interviewed my agent and I said I was moving from Colorado to New Jersey, and his first assessment was, do you happen to be outdoorsy? And I said, interesting you mentioned that. My wife rides her road bike 60 to 80 miles a day in good weather. And... Uh, my, my boys love to ski and we play golf. And, and so he was translating this to, okay, we need to find you access to outdoor activities. Uh, asked if um, we had ever lived on the East Coast. Do we have family, friends? We said, no. He immediately said, we have to find you community where you can meet people. And, and those are all those components of what's really important for my family for lifestyle that data can't complete. And I think the same holds true for every single person looking to um, buy a home is it's where do I want to live? Where am I going to feel comfortable raising my family? And does it fit my lifestyle? And that's where that's where to me the agent is so crucial in the real estate transaction. How do you plot a course considering technology, considering data, considering all of these sites? What are the what are the steps that you need to take as you plot the course for Century Twenty One going forward into the further reaches of the twenty first century? Love that question. Thank you for that. It comes in my mind in two buckets. One is serving uh, consumers, buyers and sellers, and the other bucket is serving uh, real estate professionals. And so as the leader of the Century 21 organization, we have to figure out from a technology perspective, how to satisfy both, both of those constituents. So when you look at the consumer side of it, we just talked about moments ago of how they want to see properties online. They want to see big, beautiful photos. They want to see every type of information they can on as many properties as they can. We're in a low inventory market nationwide. And so the need for looking at accurate data quickly from a consumer perspective is really important. What's new on the market? What does it look like? Is it in the neighborhood I'm looking? And so from a technology perspective, we want to make sure that we're serving up the absolute best most timely information about real estate listings to consumers as we can. That will help create engagement with our system. Then when you look over on the other side of it, uh, the other bucket that I mentioned, which is for real estate professionals, our job is to help them be productive and simplify their life. And we know that with consumers and agents alike, mobile is where everyone is. Very few people are sitting behind a desktop or fewer and fewer people all the time sitting behind a desktop and doing searches and spending time. 
they're, they are driven through their mobile device of their interactions. And so from a technology platform, what I want to see within our organization is to create a mobile first uh, platform that helps connect buyers and sellers with our real estate professionals and helps them take their buyers and sellers from search to close because that process can be rocky. If we can make that process easy for our agents, which in turn makes it easy and transparent for consumers, that to me is a winning formula. So Nick, how do you transform the organization to adopt these changes that you're describing? First off, I mean, the beautiful part of, I told you the magnitude of this organization globally, which we have an incredible foundation with the number of associates, the number of offices, the number of transactions and, and the buyers and sellers that we help on a regular basis. Awesome foundation to catapult some of these initiatives, these forward thinking initiatives from. And at the same time, whenever you have a large organization at scale like this, any type of innovation that comes to market, it takes a lot of energy to get the entire system to adopt and move. And that's just the responsibility that we have as an organization is if we're making the right decisions for our agents and we're making the right decisions for consumers in making this process of buying and selling real estate easier, then they'll be quick to adopt. So if we're serving up exactly the right things, they will be coming and saying, we're gonna carry, we're gonna carry the load of adoption for you. If we don't and we miss that mark, then it is very difficult to turn. But I would rather start with the foundation and the global presence that we have as an organization than start from scratch with no one and no countries, no transactions. Startups are very difficult. We don't have that challenge. We just have the challenge of saying, we have a 46-year-old killer organization. How do we now take 46 years of brand equity and make it relevant for the future and for the next generation? And we can do that. How do you do that? As you said, it's, it's an enormous, uh, large organization. How do you take that brand equity and use it as the energy to bring forth that innovation and move, the entire, move that entire organization? It's, it seems like a big challenge to, to do that for any company. We have a big advantage, and what that advantage is, is having, when I talked about nearly 7,500 locations, that those are independently owned and operated locations, which means we have nearly 7,500 entrepreneurs out there that have partnered with us that have said, we want to partner and be part of that innovation with you. And so it's not as if we're looking at an organization of, say, 115,000 employees that you're trying to steer a ship, but you have business owners that have a vested interest in their success as a business owner and have partnered with us. So because of that inherent nature of the relationship, they are saying, be leaders, be innovative, provide it to us, and we will be super excited to take it to market. And so when you have that many entrepreneurs on the ground level, on the, on the forefront saying, we're here to carry that load for you, it does make it a lot easier to create a very quick um, initiative or, or uh, momentum on innovation. And we have uh, some, some good questions from Twitter. So uh, Bob Latagona, and I hope I pronounced his name correctly, says it's time to change from your, the image from your grandfather's real estate company to a new updated image. And what's the plan? So I hear that a lot. This also comes in two buckets. Um, thanks for the question, Bob, that consumers, when it comes to the Century 21 brand, they love it, they know it, they trust it. 
It's, uh, it always ranks highest in every survey of brand name awareness in real estate. So the terms are synonymous. When you think real estate, people think Century 21. When they think Century 21, they think real estate. That's great for consumers. We also know and are not naive to the fact that within the industry, when you take an organization and a brand that's been around for 46 years old, or 46 years, we have to blow the dust off of it. And what I mean by that is we have to reinvest in uh, a complete overhaul of brand image uh, within the industry. And we started that work this summer, even before I came on board, the team started working on it and we are moving at an incredible pace on this. And so what does that mean, brand image? Um, let me give you an example. I think Apple is a great example that I think a lot of consumers can relate to, which I remember in elementary school going in on the Apple IIe and you had to swipe your hand under the keyboard so you didn't shock the system. And uh, as they evolved, if you think of them today, think of when you see a commercial, when you visit their website, when you receive one of their products, what the packaging looks like, when you walk through the mall and you see what one of their stores look like, looks like. There's a cohesive nature about their brand image that has a very innovative, forward-thinking feel. And we can do the exact same thing with our brand, which is what are consumers demanding and wanting? And at the same time, what are agents demanding and wanting? And we've already received that feedback, so now it's up to us to deliver on it. So from everything we do, from consumer-facing marketing, from collateral and tools and services that we provide to our agents, from our actual image, from our, our logo, for example, all of that we can work on and evolve, evolve it to make sure that it looks like today and in the future. And so that, that work is well underway, and we have a very aggressive timeline um, early next year for starting to bring this to light. Um, not only in the industry, but for consumers as well. That is the reason I'm here with this position um, that I recently accepted and why I'm most excited about the organization because it's, it's essentially we're making the Century 21 brand the very first challenger brand in the real estate space. And a challenger brand is all about the relentless pursuit of innovation and forward thinking. And in fact, we already have a new mission statement. And it is to defy mediocrity and create extraordinary experiences. Because let's face it, as long as uh, the National Association of Realtors, which is our, our membership system, is all about um, numbers, we will always have, and, and we have low barriers of entry to getting a real estate license, we will always have this huge spectrum of people that dabble in real estate. And we also have the other spectrum of uh wicked, amazing professionals um, that completely raise the bar. And that's just what we're dealing with in our industry is everything in between. And so we as an organization say, we have to be innovative, be the place that people want to be. We have to show it, demonstrate it, and make sure to bring all of this to life and not settle for anything less. And that's the new charge of the Century 21 system. So when you, when you couple that mission with what will be uh, months away, the new look and feel of the organization, I think it's gonna be a powerhouse. Rick, you just been talking about innovation and uh, brand image and ensuring those two match up. We have uh, a bunch of other questions from Twitter, and here's an interesting one from the at account, which is asking, how does Century 21 uh, deal with uh, digital platforms like Zillow, with the, you know, AI, artificial
artificial intelligence and big data and all of that. And you alluded to that earlier, but, but maybe uh, if you can touch on that more directly. Sure. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that Zillow question because prior to coming to this role, I actually spent some time at Zillow, a wonderful company, and I think that they've done amazing things for the consumer experience uh, within home search. So here's what I know. You take, uh, you're using Zillow as an example. There are several other companies that do something similar, but they have done a great job in looking at what are consumers wanting in their home search process. And so they, they, they've done a great deal of work in this home search area. But as soon as home, uh, home buyers and sellers move into say home shopping to close, which is the main part of a transaction, that's where the shift happens. And so they are a great example of consumers demanding saying, I want insight. I want information um, more that's readily available to me about neighborhoods and housing and prices and lending. And, and Zillow has served that up to the consumers. Now, still, the consumer then goes and actually starts the home shopping process, and once they go under contract, it's almost as if we shut the lights out on the consumer. And then they have to work with their agent. Is the appraisal done? Did I get approved on a loan? Do we have inspection issues? And there's this constant back and forth that creates a lot of anxiety for a home buyer. And so that's where we still have to solve for it. Now, in terms of uh, big data, there's so many things that can be done. When you look at, for example, some of our technology today at Century 21 is we are able to allow an agent to work with their sphere of influence. And if their sphere, if their buyers start to go online and are looking at properties and start to engage in that process, our technology alerts our agents to say, hey, one of your clients uh, is looking at real estate and, and may want to get involved with you. And so we try to connect those dots. I think moving forward, though, there's going to be a lot of of interesting dynamics around predictive analytics for home sellers. Look around a neighborhood. Can we use technology and big data to figure out who is going to list their home for sale, say, in the next six months? I think we're going to hear a lot more about that. We're already engaging uh, with a company to look at what those opportunities are because how great would it be for our real estate agents to be able to serve up via technology um, some data of showing people that may have a need to move so that we can be right there to help them through that process. And so I think we're going to see a lot more of that on the seller side, but um, we absolutely can use data to help consumers and agents alike. How does the, how does the agent ensure that the, that the buyer is getting what they want as opposed to the agent projecting their emotions onto the type of uh, potential purchase? Sure. Let me answer this kind of from a, a broad level, which is right now what we're dealing with within the industry and consumers is somewhat of a clash. And here's what I mean by that is when you rewind the clock even 20 years ago within the real estate industry, agents had full control of all of the data. When I say data, it was what homes are for sale, where are they? And uh, that was driven through even hard copies of, of books and MLS books. And it was an, a scenario where you'd invite a consumer in and, and the only avenue of figuring out detailed information on what's for sale in the market was via the agent. And so you still have a number of agents within the industry that were so used to their, um, their value proposition being a, a conduit or someone that delivers the data that now all of a sudden we're, we've moved way past that. The data conversation to me, we're on the back nine. All of that information is public, it's out there, you can find it, it's easy. And so now it's about creating value of an exceptional experience 
which as I mentioned, we know it can be a rocky experience. We're really in the customer service game, not the data game. And so what happens is you have agents that are still used to providing that level of data or wanting to control that consumer experience where the consumers are over here saying, I've done my research, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Agent, here are the three houses I'd like to see. And so that data exchange um, in terms of how the information is served between the two has flipped. And some agents are having a hard time responding to it. And so you look at, for example, on some of the platforms that have automated valuation um, calculators that you can go on and see what homes are worth. That can drive agents crazy. They say, no, I'm the expert on pricing. These websites shouldn't be telling buyers and sellers what these properties are worth. And so you get this collision of agents saying, I should have that job, consumers saying, yeah, but I wanna search that out on my own. And so that's where I think we have to bring clarity between agents and consumers to say, if consumers are demanding this information, we have to serve it up to them because they're gonna find it one way or another. And then we have to be there to help them through a very complex process. So that to me goes back to somewhat of a bias is, hey, I controlled that data before and I still want to as a real estate agent, but the reality of it is those days are behind us. And so we need to be thinking ahead of saying, what does the consumer want? And we need to be delivering a better experience to their wants and needs versus what we think they want and need as an agent. So you mentioned that you are in the customer service business and therefore can we take away that the, the role of the agent becomes, as we were saying earlier, the lever point for pulling together the, the data, the psychological demographic information, the family goals of that, of that buyer in order to create as easy a process as possible in this very complex and difficult a good agent will make it look like it's easy, put it that way, because they are the collection point of all these different components, not only data, but also the potholes that exist. And good agents can anticipate things, essentially anticipate the unexpected needs of what could go wrong with the transaction. And they can help keep it on course. So I see it all the time. I see people go into purchasing a property and there are going to be bumps along the road. And when you have an agent that can help navigate those, whether that be with the financing, whether it be with the appraisal, whether it be with the home inspection, there are all those different components that come into play along the process before you move in that have to be dealt with. And having someone experienced to know how to deal with them can absolutely make or break whether or not someone ends up at the closing table. And, and that's where an agent is not only has to be knowledgeable about the area, the community, the home, but it's just as much or more important for them to be knowledgeable about the process of how to get someone through the funnel to the closing table so that they can move in. It's difficult and it has potential to have a lot of disruptions and you have to be able to navigate it well. Um, so I think if I heard you right, will we combine certain branches of the brand? 
and when they say branches, I'm assuming they consider things like commercial, fine homes and estates, maybe some of those things. Uh, when you look at there, obviously consumers have different needs. Some are high end luxury buyers, some are farm and ranch. Uh, we have some of our agents that specialize in commercial. I think the key is, is again, when you think real estate, you think Century 21 and vice versa, is we have to make sure that we have agents that are experts in every one of those areas and that we have the ability that when a consumer raises their hand and says, I'm a high-end buyer and I'm interested in luxury properties, that we are pairing them with the right person that specializes in that area. And so I think it's, it's, it's more important, not as much even to advertise those different segments, as much as it is to connect those people with the right people, because that's how you're gonna create the extraordinary experience. From an advertising perspective, it's we wanna make sure that consumers know, trust, and understand that if they're dealing with Century 21, they're gonna have a successful experience, an exceptional experience. That to me, what should, be, what should happen at the top level with advertising, the specialties of the branches should happen between consumer and agent. So that's, that's interesting. The foundation of that consumer experience is confidence and trust in the brand. And then, of course, the agent needs to execute that as They do. The agent creates the experience for the consumer. They're completely dependent on it. And that's where I think if you move forward looking at technology, where we can combine technology, increase the level of transparency to the consumer along the process to where there's interaction via technology from home shopping to close that allows consumers to be part of that process even more so. And it will also help the agent uh, because good agents, uh, they make it look easy. And sometimes consumers say, why am I paying an agent so much money? This process seems really easy. And the agent's back there, you know, wiping the sweat off saying, uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer Seller, you have no idea what I just did to get you to the closing table. And so there's a disconnect there. And that's where I see technology moving forward in the next five years of bringing those two together. And so they can share in the experience, takes the anxiety away from the consumer. It increases showing the transparency of the value of the agent and will help move along to a successful, easier, less stressful process to close. What's the role of technology for agents going forward? And where is the role of Century 21 and developing technology to fill that gap? Yeah, let me start. I like this question. I hear this a lot because when you see technology marketing companies out there that are marketing real estate listings, I hear this all the time. Why should we provide our listing content to online marketers? and then they sell us back our leads. And let's keep in mind that there was a point in which even when I started my career selling real estate 21 years ago, that we were somewhat as agents, jack of all trades, master of none, in the sense that we developed all of our own marketing and we developed all of our own lead gen, and then we took them through our process, lead to close, our paperwork, and we had to do so many things. And at the same time, we relied on newspapers and magazines to be the marketing channels. They had distribution, uh, they had scale, and even though they were expensive for us as agents to advertise with, we could not go out and create our own newspaper or create our own newspaper or magazine and scale it the way that those marketing arms could. I think the same holds true today, except we're seeing it online. It's not as much about us providing listing content and these companies selling back leads to us, but it's what we know is in any business, you will spend marketing dollars 
And as much has changed, just as much has stayed the same. And what I mean by that is as a real estate agent, you're looking for someone that wants to buy and someone that needs to sell. And by doing that, you work your sphere. You also spend marketing dollars to hopefully create that buzz and that attention back to you. So when I spent money and bought a half page in Harmon Homes or Homes Illustrated, I was hoping someone would pick up the magazine. I provided them my listing content. I paid for it to be in there. And what I was hoping is that they would pick up the phone and call me. I would capture them as a client and hopefully turn them into successful business. The same thing happens today. We are providing our listing content to online marketers or, or magazines, classifieds, if you will. And the difference is today, the newspapers and magazines didn't allow you to put that information out there for free. I couldn't call and say, will you put my 10 listings in for free? And they say, Nick, I'm happy to do that. There was always a charge. What's awesome today is you can put that content out there and, and, and uh, create activity on your listing content that can return leads back to you and you haven't invested a dollar. Now you have a choice in the online lead game to invest more, to put fuel on the fire, to increase that lead flow back to you. But at the end of the day, we know this, agents will always spend marketing dollars to create interest in finding buyers and sellers. And that is exactly what's happening today. We do not need, especially with technology today, you know, like these mobile devices, I can't go out and create my own mobile device. I have to rely on Apple or Android and I want to leverage it. And because of technology, you are seeing buckets of specialties, which you see uh, companies like Realtor, like Zillow, like Trulia, that they are specialties in online marketing. And that's what they do really well. And we need to let them do that, partner with them, but leverage them for our business, just as we did magazines and any type of more classic type advertising from years past. Here's where I think we'll get ahead because ultimately all of our entrepreneurs in our system, whether you're a, uh, a broker owner, whether you're an agent, they are in business to make money and grow their business. And that's why they've joined up with a well-known brand like ours. And we can't be experts in every single component of the business. Sometimes we have to partner with them. And what we, what I believe we need to be great at moving forward is creating that exceptional real estate buying or selling process. Uh, we will not own 100% of the lead gen. We will not own 100% of every single one of the processes that go through. We don't own 100% of the appraisal companies or the mortgage companies. But let's allow those experts to be really good at what they are. We partner and leverage, leverage them, but we need to be the very best at what we do, which is helping buyers and sellers transact. And if we do that and create a phenomenal experience, then that's going to deliver even more repeats, referrals, and business back to us because ultimately we don't want anyone to buy or sell real estate without it being done without Century 21. Yeah, so specifically, here's what I see. Um, one, mobile first. I mentioned it earlier. Everything is mobile. It's where consumers, it's where agents are doing their business. But when you look at, no one yet in the industry has solved from lead to close. And what I mean by that is I raise my hand, I inquire, I'm interested in buying a property. I, I go and I look and I submit an offer and the paperwork and how that's done on transaction management 
um, taking you through all the steps to get it to the closing table, and then getting down and signing that final 180-page book at the closing table to actually own the property. And that's where there's opportunity from a mobile perspective is I envision a space where I, as a real estate agent, can use my mobile device that a lead comes in and I can take that lead through the entire process of, if you wanna see homes, I interface with you via my mobile device. When you're ready to write an offer, I'm writing an offer on my mobile device and submitting it to the necessary um, stakeholders. When it comes down to an appraisal and how that fits into the transaction via the mobile device, the financing that comes through, and even to a point when you get to the closing table, I envision a day where buyers and sellers will sit with a mobile device and sign all of their closing documents instead of, going to the title company and actually having it close. So I think that the mobile device is going to transcend that transaction process. And that's what we have to be innovative as leaders in the space in saying, what can we invest in to make sure that we're delivering an awesome mobile experience from lead to close? We already are. I mean, it is it is already a big part of our DNA, which is right now we have the ability for consumers to search for real estate using our consumer technologies. We also have productivity tools, marketing tools for agents that are available. The thing that we have to do and realize, though, is once that technology comes out, we have to constantly be thinking about the next one. That's just what the space we're in. And look at from everyone can relate to mobile devices that you get a brand new one. I just received mine last week. I'm already thinking about how will I make sure that I get the new one that's next year. And so we have to stay ahead of that curve. And that's our job as, as leadership from a brand perspective is to say what technologies are out there. Are there some that we can build and make proprietary in-house because we have phenomenal technology resources, but we also have to make sure to say our core business is not a technology company. So there are times that we need to go out to the street and find best in class and incorporate them into what we do. Let those best in class companies be great at what they do, what they do and leverage them and bring them into our platform. And that's what we plan to do. So Yeah, and today, here's the reality of what's happening in real estate is the space is very fragmented. And what I mean by that is there are agents, and I know if they're listening, they'll be shaking their head yes, that are using two, three, four different systems to do their business. And so the innovation to me is going to come with integration. Making an agent's life easier is being able to utilize one system. So for example, uh, what I mean by that is every lead source that they have, whether it be online from their website, maybe an advertiser's website, um, coming from the brand's website, whatever lead source they have coming in, they need it to dump in one single spot so that they can manage their business efficiently from there. Not log into three systems. And even if you're not in real estate, we all have that, where you may go to your bank for something, your credit card for something else. And, and agents are dealing with, with that all across the board with multiple platforms. And so our goal within Century 21 is to say, how can we create a singular base program 
that everything can plug into and integrate because that to me is innovation of when everything talks to everything else. And we're not there yet. And that's where I see it as great, great opportunity in technology because I think the real estate industry lags in overall technology innovation as a whole in society. Um, so we can move faster at it. I get asked that a lot. And here's what it is. We're in a very noisy space within real estate right now. There are a lot of startups. And if you look at uh, 2017 is set to have over $1 billion of capital influx into just technology innovation. It's the highest it will have been in years. It was climbing before 2007. Obviously, the Trajectory changed on that a bit. It's on a steady climb, but over $1 billion of capital coming in for new technology. So you have startups popping up all over the place. Uh, we're seeing prices increase. We're seeing low inventory markets. Real estate is hot. And when it is hot, you start to see a flavor of everything coming out of the woodwork. And what that does for agents is creates a whole lot of noise to say, what should I invest in? What should I be using to expand my business? So here's how I would narrow it down. One. A successful real estate professional works their sphere and knows that the vast majority of their business will come from repeat and referral business. If you've done business with someone, keep in contact with them. They're likely to do business with you again. Sounds simple, but agents are, it's so easy to go to the closing table and then forget to talk to your past clients. That is still the biggest basis of where you can grow your business. Second is when you invest in marketing, whether, and I say marketing, where you advertise, if you invest in purchasing online leads, whatever that is, track it. Because we can get in all this noisy space, the hot flavor of the day and agents say, oh, I've got to go spend on this. And they throw their credit card down and six months later, they haven't looked to see if there's any result. Don't toss money where it doesn't need to be tossed. Make sure you're investing in your marketing and you know that it's delivering you a return. And the third thing that I would say is be the very best master of your trade in creating an exceptional experience for buyers and sellers, because that is where, as long as I believe I'm alive, the agent will be at the foremost, most important component of a transaction is creating an exceptional experience for a buyer or seller. Work your sphere, track your ROI, and make sure you are the very best at what you do in taking a buyer or seller from lead to close. You have been watching episode number 264 of CXO Talk. We've been speaking with Nick Bailey, who is the CEO of Century 21. Thanks so much, everybody, and have a great day. Mm -hmm.